Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. Yeah, hey everyone, I hope you're well and I hope you had an awesome Easter. Um, yeah, another Tuesday tune-in. Do drop us a comment if you've joined us. Uh, hey, Ramona. Hey, James. Hey, Kelly. Um, yeah, if you have joined us, give us a little thumbs up. Maybe how you're feeling today, because I know you can put some emotions on there. <laughs> Add an emoji, a comment, even how many eggs you had off the Easter Bunny. Whatever it is, say hello. Um, yeah, great to be on today. We've um, had a nice long weekend. It's been a bit mad, though. We've uh, lots of weather. I've been down West Wales. Dave has had a haircut, even. I mean, you know, whew, saying that, so have I. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a bit it's it's a bit shorter than I was um, anticipating, yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it it's um it's strange, you know, when you go a year without a haircut and you start to think of that hair as like a protective barrier, you know, and now it's gone. But um, it's like Samson, remember Samson with his hair? You've kind of Dave. I have to be honest, and um, it'd be interesting. Um, some comments around Dave's hair would be, um, yeah, what does everyone think? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm hit me as hard as you can. Forum now. Uh, it's all yeah. about live. It's all about Dave's hair. Personally, I'll be honest. I'll be honest yeah. been, the reviews have been a bit of a mixed bag. Um, some okay. people say it's better. Some people miss the the longer hair. Yeah. Um, but I don't have a preference. Well, Dave, personally, mate, I think it looks great. I think it takes about seven years off you at least. I yeah. think um, you, you now look like one of the younger Yetis. So, uh, yeah, looking good, mate. Looking good. Yeah. Oh, hey, Suman. Um, different Suman. I'm not out. It is Suman who uh, actually was with me the very first time I ever went to EBC. Oh, really? Is that that's Suman? Yeah, nice. Yeah, and, uh, I think Anuj yeah. is on here as well, actually. Hey, Anuj. Right. Namaste, namaste mate. Namaste. And namaste to everyone. Um, I hope you're well. And, yeah, today, so... Yeah, I know uh, Dave sort of posted uh, email earlier, um, and I, I know in the, um, the Facebook group as well around, um, you know, what will travel look like? Or Dave, what was it again? Sorry, mate. I, I, uh, what was it? What? When will uh, we be able well, to travel? Well, when again, we will right? be able to travel again, and the, the first yeah. thing is, uh, I want to say, <laughs> we haven't been told yet, but we've got. <laughs> but, but basically, we do have some insights, and you know, we have a, we've had a lot of questions recently. Particularly because yes. we were supposed to have an announcement. When was it? Yesterday? I don't know. Day before? And, uh, uh, they never yeah. really gave the announcement. Yeah. So now it's next week. So we're having a... Uh, it's just been a lot of questions. And I've asked a lot of questions. You know, like I was asking, yeah. talking to Andy the other day, saying like, am I allowed to go to Scotland now? Where can I go? And we were working this out. So we thought, well, everyone else is going to be going through the same stuff, the same yeah. thoughts, the same questions with regards to uh, international travel. So yeah. we thought, um, yeah, we just offer some of our insights, some of our advice um and hopefully you know provide a little bit of a peace of mind a little bit of a comfort blanket so you can uh not panic about international travel anymore because i don't know about you guys but my wires are a bit frayed with international travel and the worry i just want it to be over so we can start traveling um but it's not so yeah exactly i think mark uh mark uh, it, it'll be a short live then um probably not mate you know it's like we talk about one subject and then it's Dave will be talking about equipment as always. <laughs> um, but yeah, Dave, Dave makes a really good point there. And, you know, I know over the last 12 months, we've all been itching, um, itching hard to get away, uh, you know, out to Nepal, uh, to Tanzania, South America. And look, guys, you know, we, we always want to be open and transparent with you. And as soon as we know anything, we, we obviously want to share it with you. We thought we might have had an update from um, Bojo yesterday. 
Um, but yeah, luckily it was a political sort of, um, yeah, not yet. We'll let you know about that traffic light system. And yeah, as soon as as soon as obviously they let that out, we have a bit of an idea, uh, certainly from a UK perspective anyway, in terms of uh, what travel is going to look like. But look, you know, we, we've said this many times about planning for when we can. That's still our motto and, and still what we're working towards. I mean, over the last two weeks, you know, we've had heaps of uh, people who are uh, booking in to join us on future adventures. I know a lot of you have been with us and uh, Evertrackers anyway. I know some of you on the live who aren't Evertrackers yet, um, uh, you know, and, and maybe that you've got some questions, burning questions around travel. Do get those questions in, guys. We've got a few that have come in beforehand. So we'll, we'll tackle those straight off as well when, when we talk a little bit about travel. Um, yeah. And then, as always, uh, any question around any to any of our trips, um, anything and everything, even if it's about Dave's haircut, then do chuck it in the yeah. comments. All right, well, guys? Well, to be fair, Marika, who is the uh, competition winner, says she likes my haircut. So thank you very much, Marika. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. uh, sorry, Mark. <laughs> very good. Very good, guys. Um, yeah. OK, Dave. So where should we start then? So international travel. Uh, always comes down to whether you're allowed into a country or out of a country, right? Um, at the moment, UK, we're not really allowed out of it, technically. I mean, if you can go for work, you know, there's some um, countries, there's, there's countries on red lists. I think we've all um, heard words and learned things that we, we never thought we'd hear before around the pandemic, you know? Um, but yeah, essentially, that's where it starts. And I think, I know, I certainly look at other countries, like I, I don't know if anyone on here is from the US, where it seems to me that travel is a bit freer from the US. I mean, it'd be interesting to hear some comments if anyone is on the live from the US, from other countries outside the EU. Uh, not EU. Sorry, getting on that again. Um, outside of the UK. That's um, another issue, mate. That's another issue. We <laughs> that's <do>. another live. <laughs> Whoops, a uh, Freudian slip there. Um, but yeah, we're, you know, what is it like outside of the UK? Because we're always interested, and although we, we, we keep our ears to the ground and we want to know... Um, you know, we, we're interested to hear from from sort of outside the UK what it's like. We know that um, there's a lot of people who are who are actually in Nepal right now. I think Anuj, um, you know, we've been messaging, and uh, there's people out there climbing Everest, and we know they're able to get there um, with strict sort of COVID guidelines. But you know, it'd be interesting to sort of hear other people's thoughts on that, and, and maybe how they are getting there. Um, you know, whilst we are under lockdown essentially, although you know, in Wales, yet yeah, we're allowed to have haircuts now which is great. I never thought we'd be able to have haircuts over the gym, but, you know, that's uh, that's another story. Uh, hopefully be very, very soon. I know England is coming out of lockdown, um, you know, very, very soon. Uh, I know a lot of people from England here. I know we get a lot of people from Scotland, Northern Ireland. I know it's very different in the UK, but, um, you know, hopefully not too long. So, yeah, Dave, where, where, should, we, where should we kind of start off then, um, mate, on, on the live today? Yeah, so with regards to, I think, international travel, so... Yeah, I suppose like a little sort of um, roundup of where we're at at the moment. So at the moment, it's one of those things where we've postponed our, our spring season. Yeah. Um, yeah, largely because, you know, we have normally we have checks going in March, April, May. Clearly, it's in April now. So we, you know, I think we made the right decision not sort of sending people um, in order for us to be able to run our trips sort of securely and safely and give you guys enough notice to get things like flights, insurance, equipment and everything. Obviously, we don't want to say, right, OK, scramble to the airport. You're going in a week. So we made the call to, to not go on the spring. I think autumn, I think, is looking positive, actually. A lot of the yeah, news coming out positive. now is, you know, they're talking by the end of the year that, you know, travel will be possible. And, and some people are even talking about May. Um, and then there's a couple of ways 
that it's going to work. So one thing they have talked about is COVID passports. Who knows if that's going to happen? Certainly a lot of opposition for it. Um, yeah. The other one is the traffic light system that they've kind of already got in already. Yeah. So that basically, if it's green, you're free to travel. I'm not entirely sure what amber means. And um, it's if it's red, yeah. <laughs> if, if it's red, basically, it's the, yeah. <laughs> if it's red, I think it means you can still go there, but when you come back, you have to uh, quarantine for ten days in a hotel um, yeah. and pay eighteen hundred quid for the for the privilege. So. Um, at the moment, sort of one of our co- main countries, Tanzania, is on the red list. Yeah. Um, but we don't anticipate that that's going to be a permanent thing. Um, we anticipate that that's going to that's going to change um, as the vaccinations are sort of being rolled out. Um, so yeah, really positive for the for the for the autumn season this year. Fingers crossed that's going to you know hopefully go ahead. And then I think looking forward from then on. To be honest with you, a lot of the news and a lot of the articles that are coming out at the moment, the airlines, the politicians, they all want things to pick up again. And that's why people are talking about COVID passports. Personally, I think if it means that we can travel, then I'm all for it. You know, I'll vote for it. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah, sure yeah. that there's a, like, like I said, to me, my, my main thing is I want us to go out there. I want us to be able to travel freely. And um, I've already jumped through sort of loads of bureaucratic hoops like visas, Hill for this country and you know, all yeah. sorts of stuff. So to me, it's just another little thing I've got to sort out. So um, hopefully that's going to be the case. Yeah, exactly, David. You know, that's leaving a country. I think entries into most countries, I mean, Nepal, Tanzania, you know, Peru, uh, Morocco, you know, they all need us. Um, you know, they all need more people to go out there to, to help the country get back on its feet, wherever that is. But, you know, we the, the, the big countries, we kind of have, I'd say, 85, 90% of our clients and of our ever trekkers. Uh, are obviously Nepal, um, you know, historically, and then and then Tanzania moving forward. Um, obviously, the other the other countries will, will catch up. But essentially, Nepal is ready. Uh, they they want us. I mean, Anuj is on here now. Um, you know, we can't wait to, to welcome our ever trekkers in, in Kathmandu. And you know, yeah. that's going to be that's going to be September onwards. Now, um, you know, we're we're kind of you know we accepted that uh, a while back. And look, it's going to be a great autumn. We're super excited. I mean. You know, you can't guarantee everything, but, you know, we kind of got a good gut feeling about the autumn. Um, and that's what we're planning, um, working towards right now. So, yeah, we're really excited, guys. Tanzania, as Dave said, it's on the red list. Although they want us in there, it does mean there's some issues getting back, although that does change yeah. all the time, um, you know. And, and and as soon as we know anything around that, guys, we'll, we'll obviously let you know. Um, any questions around this over the next sort of month or so as well, because there will be some changes over the next month. Um, yeah. yeah, drop it in and we can obviously discuss that together um, or drop us an email uh, like always. But um, <clears throat> so we got that. So we got. OK, so we, we got leaving the country, entering a country. What were the other blockages, Dave? I mean, I know that uh, like some people, the transit countries seem to be a bit of a pain right now. Yeah, exactly. Qatar, so, one of them, and Kenya, another one, right? Yeah. So Qatar probably is the thorniest yeah. one for us because. We obviously transit through um, there a lot because Qatar are probably yeah. one of the best airlines to use. Um, one good thing about Qatar is that, like the country itself, like obviously it's it's yeah. quite a wealthy country, um, you know, so it's able to tackle things like this. So very positive that actually Qatar, particularly because of their national airline and stuff, will be going at that red list, um, yeah. you know, and, try, and and getting themselves removed from it by putting in whatever they need to by lowering the numbers, vaccinations, and things like that. So hopefully, very confident that that will be a temporary thing. I think the other um, places on there are not too much of a concern for us. 
Um, there are a few other South American countries and things like that. But I yep. think in the in the course of time, anyway, those will start to free up. Obviously, the red list is kind of out of our control, out of anyone's control, really, with regards to virus numbers. And I know it's different around the world with regards to how they're vaccinating people. But overall, I think the trend is that those countries will eventually come off. So that's looking very yeah. positive. Some of the other concerns, I think, are about visas. Someone's already asked a question, a couple of questions yeah. here. So visa, will you have, should you have to get one before you go? So I think it's good practice now anyway, regardless of where you're going and under what circumstances, to get the visa before you travel. So particularly yeah. in Nepal and Tanzania, you can get visa on arrival. Um, me and Andy have done both. So we've got visas on arrival and we've got them beforehand. Um, and this is pre-COVID. And I can yeah. tell you that it is much, much easier to oh, get it beforehand. Yes. <laughs> it only takes about a week. Um, so I sent my passport off on a Monday and I think I got it back on a Thursday visa in hand that was for yeah. Nepal and I think roughly the same amount of time for Tanzania uh, the difference is that when you arrive in this applies to Tanzania and Nepal because the process is pretty much identical yeah. you arrive off the plane you walk into a visa hall it's probably not air conditioned but even if it is there's about not just you but other planes as well so there could be 200 people in that room all yeah. queuing and getting a visa it's just not what you want after a long haul so my advice is always get it beforehand yeah. Um, always give yourself probably at least a month in advance because yeah. you can get them, you know, you can predate them in advance. So you don't have to get them like right up when you go, get them about a month before you go. So that gives you loads of time just in case there is a little tune and throw in and stuff like that. I think, um, um, Dave, I think also as well with, with, with COVID, you know, instead of hanging around those 200 people, it is a lot easier if you're one of the ones that can get straight through. You know, minimizes that contact, doesn't it? Um, you know, so yeah. getting them beforehand is definitely advantageous. Um, you know, and I know that, you know, we're, we're going to have to live with COVID as we move forward. But if we can minimize the sort of contact there, um, you know, it's going to help. Yeah, um, certainly. Yeah, it's but, a really good point, actually. Really good point. Those visa halls who have shoulder rubbing, <laughs> you know, like with people yeah. in front of you, behind you. So it, it is, um, it is tricky. Yeah. But yeah, and I think um, one other thing with the visas, I, I didn't notice something in the group a little while ago, um, the High Altitude Evertrackers group, about people asking where to get the visa from. Go, yeah. go to that government's website. You know, it's got to be yeah. direct. There's no point going to a third party. They charge you more and it takes longer. Um, yeah. Go direct to the government website, print off the instructions. With Nepal, I had to send off my, a, um, like a postal order. Um, which I've never okay. done before in my life. But uh, you had to go I've to done one of those for like yeah. 20 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But to be fair, if you live near London or you fancy a trip to London, um, you can go into the embassy in Kensington and you can be in and out in half an hour with a visa. So um, it's, it's, it's a really easy thing to do. The Tanzania one is all done online and you have to send off some photographs and things like that that you submit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but, but it's all straightforward stuff. Nice. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I think whilst we're on visas, I know um, Marika, who was our, our competition winner for a couple of weeks ago, was asked around the Tanzanian visa, uh, visa e-visa service. Um, it doesn't always work. Uh, to be honest, I've never heard that, Marika. I've never heard anyone having any issues. Um, if anyone on here has any issues or, or experience to share, we've never seen any issues um, from our ever trekkers, ourselves personally. Um, if you are applying and you're having difficulties, um, you know, get in touch with us and, and we'll see what we can help. We can maybe liaise with some of our on-the-ground team in Tanzania um, and see what they suggest. Normally, um, if you're trying to get an e-visa, um, 
it's more of them having a process rather than a criteria. Um, unless you're coming from a really, really unsafe zone. I know that they've had an issue going back years ago with yellow fever. Yeah. People coming in, you had to have a yellow fever um, vaccination. Um, it's not really an issue anymore, but um, I know years ago it used to be a thing. But yeah, so let us know any um, any issues around that, guys. But Marika, just to answer your question off the bat there, um, we don't know of any issues. Um, no, no. Trackers. it was really easy when I got mine. With Nepal, you have to post your passport off. So, you know, sending it yeah. like special delivery, recorded, tracked, armed guard, yeah. however you want to do it. <laughs> oh, um, you know, it, it's totally fine. Uh, yeah. But I actually just renewed my passport and um, it, it, it only took me a week. You know, and, and actually that's because I lost my previous one. I have no idea where it is. Um, so I actually had to register it as lost and get a new one. And within a week that was, that was fixed. So yeah. Um, awesome. So a lot of people, a lot of people still asking about, um, yeah. visas when you arrive, if you get the visa before Nepal, do you still have to queue up on arrival? No, not really. Um, so you, you might have to queue in like three, four people, you know, just while we do, just while they stamp it like you normally would. Um, but the queuing in the visa hall is for like the machines, the paper that you got to fill out. Then you've got a queue to pay and then you've got a queue again to get through customs. So honestly, just get it beforehand is so much easier. Exactly. Um, so a bunch of questions coming through, which is great. And um, yeah, as I said earlier, guys, I know a few people have joined us now. Uh, we've got some good numbers today as well, which is great. Um, yeah, definitely uh, post some some comments in there with your questions. But Dave, should, should we start the questions? We've got quite a few now um, coming in from yeah, Warren on WhatsApp. Um, first off, I got Andrew Davis. Uh, when should I book my flight to Killy in October, and what is the best route to fly? Yeah, so Andrew, good question. Um, yeah, when when should you book your flight? I mean, you could do that anytime now. If you go in in October, um, you know you're, you're talking. It's a good time. I mean. There might be reduced availability. There might be increased availability. It could go both ways at the moment. So if you want to get that flight locked in, um, in terms of best route, uh, we mentioned Qatar Airlines earlier. Um, they're an airline that we recommend and we've used loads of times. Um, I recommend going to a flight comparison website like Skyscanner, momondo.co.uk, having a look what flights are available, having a look what airlines are running, and then go directly to their website and book directly with the airline. Um, you know, and you can do that now. Uh, it's not a problem. I know Qatar, Qatar, especially. I think a lot of companies, airlines, are following suit. Uh, is that you can actually reschedule your flight for for free, essentially, uh, if there's any, any if it's related to COVID delays. So yeah, definitely um, uh, look that up, uh, Andrew. And yeah, hope, get your flight booked in um, yeah. by October. Yeah, Killy is ready and waiting for you, mate. Yep, yeah, awesome. So uh, Dean Lloyd, uh, hey guys, booking yeah. you for Killy. Uh, 27 for the 8th till the 6th. I'm guessing it's best to book travel on the 25th. Yeah. Um, August 22. Any comments? Welcome. So you've booked from the 27th of August till the 6th of September. So, okay. So you want to book your flight um, leaving the UK on the 26th to arrive in Tanzania on the 27th. And then you want to book your flight to leave Tanzania um on the six so unless you want any extra days to do like a safari or anything like that that's totally fine um but yeah always leave the day to, so day one of the trip which is the 27th that's your arrival day takes time to arrive so leave the day before sorry Dave, i'm getting sidelined by all these haircut questions um a few people have had questions. a few nice comments i gotta be honest more like comments yeah. not questions um sarah okay. actually says wow dave looks like a different guy Thank yeah, you very much. Um, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Who is this? Who is this guy who's joined us on our lives? 
compliment. Yeah, <laughs> it, it feels totally different. You'd be amazed how cooler it is, you know. Like, and and I don't mean that as in like sort of, you know, cool. I mean temperature wise is what I'm talking about. You say, know, like, you got to be careful, Dave, because I think it's snowing outside, isn't it? I think it's snowing. Brilliant, brilliant. Sorry, as if I by magic. As if by magic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I couldn't resist but do that. It was actually snowing outside here, um, but I'm going to switch that off because yeah, we've had enough snow. Um, actually, there's never, never, never enough snow. But uh, yeah, I couldn't resist doing that. Yeah. Um, right, Dave. What next, mate? Uh, I know we've got. Uh, just bringing the questions up. Can you see any off the bat, mate? Uh, I can, mate. Yeah. So, um, Alive Millard. I don't know if I've ever. It's A-L-I-V-E, Alev Milad. Nice, cool name. Um, I'm sorry if that's alive or Alev. Um, I was lucky enough to win uh, one of the prizes. Awesome. And was wondering, if you're planning to do this with someone else who wanted to book separately, uh, yeah. you hope there's enough space on the trip. Okay. Should I mention we want individually pay or use our own spaces? Any tips on this would be awesome. So yeah. basically, you're, you're booking yourself and you want to bring someone else with you. Do you have to mention that you're booking separately or not? It, to be honest, it depends how you book it. If both of you book individually, um, then you can both be responsible for, you know, how, how you want to set it up, you know, whether it's monthly payments or whatever. But to be honest with you, we're always very flexible. And even though we have like thousands of people, we try to deal with everyone's circumstances individually. So if yeah. you both book individually, but one of you wants to kind of lead it and manage the payments and stuff, all you've got to do is drop us an email, give us a call or anything. I'm more than happy to help in any in any circumstance. So basically the answer is whichever way you want to do it will 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 kind of accommodate you. So that's all good. Yeah, nice. Um, um I just just yeah, got some yeah, some good points there. With uh, Malcolm uh, asked um thanks for your regular contact. Um he's not on Facebook, but uh, watches these on YouTube. So that's great. Yeah, we do upload them to YouTube and our podcast. Um, if you're listening or watching on either of those platforms, yeah, we hope that you're finding them informative. Um, yeah, your only concerns at the moment, travel, whether EBC trip will go ahead. Uh, I know you're going early September. Do you think the TNC on flights will cover cancellations due to destinations, restrictions, visitors due to COVID? Yeah, Malcolm, I mean, you definitely have to check directly with who you booked with. Um, I mean, with us, mate, as you know, if, if anything does happen, you can obviously move your trip anytime for free. Um, but yeah, definitely check. I mean, I, if you book directly with an airline, I don't see an issue. Um, I know during COVID, they mean they most of the while they've been good. Um, some horror stories. I know we've had in terms of refunds that take a while uh, from uh, certain airlines. Uh, you know, like six months or more, which is yeah, which is mad really. Um, but yeah, I definitely check your TNCs. I wouldn't like to comment on hundred percent. Yes, I'm sure they'd be fine. But definitely check with uh, your airline, Malcolm. Um, yeah, I hope that helps. Awesome. So yeah, Ospin Sampani has asked. Yeah. Um, uh, basically, do we know if it, uh, if there's going to be any quarantine um, uh, when you arrive in Kathmandu this year? Um, so basically, I've had word from Kathmandu from our uh, head of ops over there in news that the the yeah. quarantine for travellers on arrival is, is is no longer in effect. So you have to have a negative um, test within 72 hours of arrival, and then they carry out another sort of PCR test on you on yeah. arrival. If that comes back positive, you will have to quarantine until you test negative. Um, but if it's um, if it is negative, you know, as it should be, um, then that's totally fine, and you're free then to um, you know carry on as normal. It should be said though as well that obviously you know all the countries that we go to tend to have different yeah. ways of dealing with COVID, but we're we we're dealing with it the Evertrekker way, and so are all of our team and all of our guys in country. So in terms of like masks 
distance him where we can. Obviously, it's going to be difficult for the group to socially distance, you know, you were, but you were going to be classed as almost a bubble, if you will. But we yeah. will try and limit um, a, a, any sort of potential, you know, risk factors where we can. So, you know, masks will be there, um, hand sanitizer, all of that stuff will be will be in effect. All of the things that you're used to in the UK will pretty much be in effect when you're when you're in these countries as well. Yeah, exactly. I know someone asked the question around, um, you know, single tens. I think it was Lee, actually. Um, sorry, Lee, if, if I'm sure it was yourself. Um, you asked, what about uh, when you're there? Will there be single tents still for Killy? Yeah, that's it. That's our plan going forward. Um, normally, it used to be uh, pre-COVID that you'd have to share with someone else. Um, but we got the option where you can have single tents now. Um, you know, you get your own tent. Happy days. Uh, just to, li again, limit the, the sort of contact, really, between people. Um, yeah. That's just for, for Killy, guys. Um, but yeah, uh, just to answer your question there, Lee, I did see it come in. Um, yeah, uh, Lewis, uh, Lewis is on here as well. Lewis, great to see you on, mate, as always. Uh, a couple of questions around Nepal, I think, um, you know, is it on the red list? And what if you're fully vaccinated? Yeah, Nepal currently isn't um, on the red list, as far as we know, unless that's changed in the last day or so. Um, but yeah, if you're fully vaccinated, I know Dave said around getting a test. I think they're bringing in that if you are vaccinated, um, Again, that does mean that you wouldn't have to quarantine on arrival. There are some, again, it could change. Um, and correct me there, guys, but I, I remember seeing that or speaking to Anuj. Um, I will double check that 100%. But if you have been vaccinated or you've had a, a, a test within 72 hours, then you wouldn't have to quarantine. Yeah. Um, I think those are the kind of the rules. But again, as we know with um, any government, uh, including Nepal, they, they do like to change. Uh, at the drop of a trilby hat, guys. So yeah, we'll um, we'll obviously let you know. Um, yeah. With that one, uh, right, Dave? Any uh, what's the next one? Mate? Uh, next question. So, so Kirsty Ambo, you asked about the Tanzania visa issue. So yeah. yep, I think we've already covered it. Uh, John, oh yeah, John the Bald. Yeah, he's asked <laughs> why am I happy to wear my glasses on the live, but not when I'm working on my bike with him. Um, that yeah, uh, it's because I can't read the questions. They're really tiny. Um, and when I'm working on my bike with you, I prefer to take a back seat and hold the torch while you do most of the work. Um, but Tina Barrett has asked Bhutan on the trek list. To be honest, Bhutan is a very, very interesting prospect. Um, it's a little tricky to travel in, would you believe? Because it, I think you have to get sort of a minimum number of groups. It's very expensive because your visa requires you to pay, it might be £100 a day or something like that. Um, the last time we looked into it, it seemed like it would be, it was too tricky, but entry requirements and visas for Bhutan does change all the time. Luckily enough, obviously, our um, head of Ops Anuj, he knows a lot about Bhutan, obviously, he's been there. So yeah. it is definitely on the radar. Um, hopefully, we'll be bringing some out soon. We, to be honest, historically, right at the beginning, we used to do it. Um, but then it changed yeah. and we're basically waiting. So it's the, it's the, it's the right time. Um, yeah. I mean, we've got a lot of um, new trips. So we'll be releasing uh, soon. We've got another couple, <clears throat> excuse me. We just had the ring of fire trek uh, last couple of weeks, which is going down a storm. I got to be honest, people loving that. Um, and you know, we can't wait to, to get out there and run that, but we will be releasing the other ones. Um, another one in Argentina, another one in Nepal, and then uh, a little, closer to home um Elbrus isn't a mile away either so yeah we certainly got a couple that we're looking and then you know with Bhutan as well we're certainly looking to do that um it's been a bit little, little difficult with Bhutan over the last sort of three or four years it's getting better but um you know tourism is definitely growing there um but yeah we'll be able to, to run trips there before long I mean you know when it comes to that guys we'll definitely let you know 
um, with Bhutan, that's for sure. Yeah, awesome. Um, Kim Lawley getting old, Dave. I am. Well, at least my eyes are. To be honest, my right my right knee got old about ten years ago, and then my eyes are catching up. Yeah, so yeah, it's only distance, you know. So luckily, I don't need them. Um, but like, I just yeah, I'm getting old. <laughs> no way around it. I mean, I just uh, think like, um, I just think it's your superhero thing, Dave. Right? Because uh, when you put these on, you're in game mode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like it's like the opposite of Superman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, as soon as I um, yeah, I don't I don't normally wear them. I mean, I should do. I've been told. Suit you, mate. Suit you. Yeah, they're, they're not in. You know, they keep falling off when you're on your mountain bike. But um, nice. let's have a quick look. Kirsty, has the earthquake caused much devastation in Nepal? So that's Kirsty Ambo. So that's the, the most recent earthquake. Yeah. No, I don't believe so. To be honest, it's a lot of them. Um, uh, Nepal probably gets an earthquake once a year, probably more more than one. More, more than that, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it depends sort of where they occur, sort of in the country. Um, and also where they occur <coughs> within the earth. So I don't believe this one is, it's nothing like the the big earthquake of sort of 2015. Yeah. Um, yeah so it's, it's sort of par for the course for those guys over there. Um, but I spoke to Anoush today. Yeah, he's happy. Yeah, all well, you know, everyone's like safe and sane and stuff like that. So no, not, not a big issue. Yeah. But thanks for asking though. Um, yeah. We, whenever anything happens like this, like we, we obviously had some uh, fires on Killy. Um, which was, uh, you know, caused a lot of damage. And we had a lot of comments around that. And we know that all, all these countries, I mean, they're in parts of the world where these kind of things do happen. I mean, it, if you're in the um, anywhere near the ring of, I say ring of fire, because we're on the Pacific ring of fire, um, but also where there's any tectonic plate movements, you're going to have issues like this. Um, you know, from time to time, it happens in New Zealand, it happens in Japan, it happens in Nepal. Um, but it's great that when these things happen, you can see there's a lot of a lot of comments around, you know, guys, OK. And, yeah, I really appreciate that, guys. Um, yeah, yeah. But as far as we know, anyway, this one in the pool um, yeah, had, had limited impact, which was really good. Yeah. Um, you know, never nice. But yeah, that one in 2015 was something else and was one of the reasons I went out there. But, um, you know, to try and help Nepal. But uh, yeah, it wasn't uh, it's not that kind of level, um, fortunately. And yeah, I, I actually experienced an earthquake in um, Kathmandu. Um, I wasn't prepared for it because all I had on was my pants and I had to run out of the hotel, which um, I, I'm sure a few Nepalese people had uh, a laugh or two, um, seeing this uh, Yeti run out of the hotel in only his pants. But um, that's another a story for another day anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, right, Dave, what, what have we got next, mate? Um, having a quick look. Yeah. Um, so Camilla Field, are your training weekends in the UK yeah. this summer going to happen? Uh, yeah, I hope so. Um, yeah, yeah, at the yeah, moment, yeah. I think um, at the moment, you know, I think it's, uh, it's all positive. I believe that we're allowed now or, or imminently to be able to cross borders. Um, yeah, by I'm definitely. speaking to the accommodation people up there. So, like I said, they've only just been told that, you know, we're allowed to sort of reopen and things like that. So um, I need to double check with them what they're sort of... Um, instructions are with regards to groups coming and staying yeah but all being well yeah can't wait love it um yeah someone to ask as well what's the rules on wild camping in wales i believe it's technically trespassing in wales yeah but, really allowed, but yeah it's... so you're not really allowed so but <clears throat> so i'm not recommending you do it because it is against the law so don't do it but if you did and you were to leave <laughs> nothing but footprints take all your rubbish with you don't cause a nuisance or a scene, don't blast loud music and basically looks like no one knew you were there, then I don't see any particular problem with it. But don't do yeah. it. 
legal. <laughs> yeah, there was um, there is kind of an unwritten rule, isn't it? They kind of camp in the dark and leave before it gets light. You know, so it's not too long in the summer, is it? But technically, yeah, uh, you're only allowed to do it at campsites. But uh, or yeah, I think as, as Sarah put there around the landowner's permission. I mean, uh, you know, if you're in the mountains and you know, I've camped on on top Penavan. It's not a camp spot, but you know, I have. Um, I know loads of people who do, and yeah, just you want to minimise the impact much you can, um, which is why generally you need to stick to to campsites. But you know, if you're out in the mountains, um, you know, you're on adults, you can make your own decisions. Um, but you know, as far as legally, yeah, you can't camp in uh, England and Wales uh, outside of campsites. But it does happen, yeah. and we've done it. And uh, but you know, but I'll leave that up to you guys to uh, to go for that. Um, when you come on our training weekends, though, we do our own accommodation, so yeah, you won't have to camp. Although we have had people who have camped before, and um, they have come along and say, "Like I don't want to, I prefer to stay in a tent." And we were like, "Yeah, all, all part of the journey," yeah. um, you know. And they've done that, and uh, I think they they brought a dog along, and um, which was fantastic. And uh, you know. We love dogs on the mountains. Um, they're more than welcome. And, yeah, they, they obviously wanted to stay in the tent, which was which was very helpful. And, um, you know, they came along. So, yeah, just just what we're talking about, camping. Uh, but, yeah, loads of questions coming through, guys. This is really good. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's great to, to have so many people on the live. Um, a few, just while we're talking about this, I know there's a lot of people on here. A few people have commented around discount codes, uh, competitions, etc. Yes, I believe Lawrence put up some details there. Um, we've had a competition to Kilimanjaro, which uh, Marika, who's on the live, won um, with uh, one of her friends. She, I think she's going next year or year after. Um, sorry, Marika, I can't remember. Um, but, yeah, you're coming with us. And, yeah, to, to all the people who entered the competition, um, we, we did uh, give some, uh, some prizes away uh, with some discount codes, things like that. Um, and, yeah, that ends tomorrow night at 11.30. So if you are keen to yep. jump on a trip with us and you haven't done so yet, um, yeah, the deposits are 50% less than normal. So they're only £100 right now. Um, uh, you know, which is pretty cool, 100 quid to get yourself booked in on a, on one of our trips. Um, and when you do that, don't forget to enter the code. I think Lawrence put it there. Um, you've got the, the Killy runner-up uh, code. We've had a lot of people who have said, look, can't can't make that, can't use it. I'm happy to pass it on. Uh, I know a lot of our Evertrekkers have shared it already. But so, yeah, if you do want to do that, it's on any trip um, of ours except any trip that's lower than £1,600. So, yeah, you know, if you want to go to Everest Base Camp, if you want to go to Kilimanjaro, if you want to come to Ecuador with us, Machu Picchu, um, any of those, you want to climb one of the Island Peak, Mara Peak, um, you know, any of those uh, trips, Annapurna, um, you can book in uh, for just £100. Um, and as she's put in there as well, use monthly 100 So basically, if you wanted to spread um, your balance, you want to pay off your trip monthly, which we do, um, yeah, you can get an extra 100 quid off just to enter the monthly 100 code when you're checking out. Um, yeah. yeah, and any questions around that, guys, do reach out to us. Uh, make sure you get booked in before it ends tomorrow evening. Uh, info at evertrek.co.uk, uh, or even just drop us a little message on our chat bot on the um, our chat. Yeah. I forgot what I call it now. I lost my words. But the, the, the messenger on our website, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. So um, I had a good question from Jackie here. Okay. So it might, it's, a, it's quite specific to her, but it might actually, you know, a lot of people might experience it. So she's booked for Qatar to go to Kathmandu. Yes. She was due to arrive at about four o'clock in the afternoon, but now her layover has been increased to eight hours oh, or nine okay. hours. So she's not going to arrive until midnight on day <clears> one. <throat> so what that means is if you were to carry on as things are, you would miss the welcome meal. Um, so you wouldn't, you know, by the time you arrive, you get through sort of passport control, pick up your luggage and be picked up and go to the hotel. You could be looking at early 2 a.m. Then you've got to wake up 
to go on the date or the following day, which normally starts at around nine. Um, so you might be you might be a little bit tired. My advice would be, I know you say you've had difficulty getting in touch with the airline. Keep trying because Qatar are really good. My advice would be to go to leave a day earlier and actually arrive a day before day one. Um, the only cost to you would be the extra night in the hotel. Um, but it does mean that you can arrive. It doesn't matter what time. You can arrive at three in the morning, go to the hotel, have a long lay in, just have a relaxing day in Kathmandu. And then the next day is day one. Um, so that would be my advice. If you have to change the whole trip date, like you've suggested, um, and the dates don't match, that would be unusual because we can we have so many different dates available. Um, so yeah. we've never really had a situation where we weren't able to fit you in. And I know Qatar do flights every day um, to Kathmandu. So my advice would be keep trying to get in contact with them, change and leave a day earlier. That'd be my advice. Nice, Dave. Nice. I think a few people have asked, um, I think it was uh, might have been Diane as well, around um, uh, sort of arriving a day earlier, um, uh, you know, for extra days or leaving a day at the end. Um, and as Dave said, uh, all, the only additional cost to that is an extra night at the hotel, um, you know, in, in Kathmandu, which we've, um, you know, we've moved over. I mean, we, we used to use uh, Hotel Mishangdi and uh, Hotel Manang, um, but we've a lot of feedback um, from before. We always listen to feedback. Um, but especially during COVID, um, where some of the hotels were closed, um, Hotel Aloft uh, were fantastic. And we had some great feedback on that hotel. So, yeah, going forward in the autumn, um, you know, as long as there's capacity. And, you know, we do like sometimes it can be crazily busy and we have to squeeze people in. But, you know, we're going to use Aloft, um, yeah. which we've negotiated a good uh, good deal there. And uh, for you guys as well, um, which is fantastic. And it's, it's a bit of an upgrade, really. Um, you know, now there's no, we haven't increased our costs for that. We, we've kind of swallowed that, but we wanted you guys to have sort of more comfortable experience uh, in Kathmandu and Hotel Aloft. Um, you know, it's got a gym, it's got a swimming pool, it's got a nice bar. Um, yeah. yeah, it's very nice, uh, nice rooms. And yeah, there's a little bit of an upgrade to the other hotels. Um, yeah. But yeah, we, we definitely wanted to try and balance it out. I mean, during COVID, uh, you know, which was a challenging time, you know, no one knew it was going to happen. Lockdowns came in, hotels shut. And our guys were at base camp literally the day, the last team, the day they reached base camp was the day we locked down here in the UK. And when they got back down to Kathmandu, a hotel aloft literally moved mountains to make sure they were looked after. And, um, you know, it was very, very, uh, very nice of them. And, you know, we, we, we've we got a good relationship with them now, um, you know, via Manoj, yeah. who sorted that for us. And, yeah, very, very good. Um, and it, it comes with any... Um, any hotel like that, if you're coming on a trip with us, obviously you've got to book directly with us uh, if it's using the hotels because of capacity numbers, um, you know, and the relationship we've got with the hotel. Um, you know, so if you are doing um, any additional nights, do let us know and we can get those. So that's before or after your trip and we'll yeah. get that locked in for you. Yeah, exactly. And just uh, someone's asked as well. So it's around $80 for a single uh, room, single person yeah. for an extra night and it's around $90 for a twin room um for, per night so and that's yes. you know we do all the reservations feel like andy said so super easy um yeah so let's have a quick look yeah yeah um, what else we got Dave? what else we got so yeah carl has asked how long before your trip do you need to take all of these jabs the list is ever growing so yeah. we're uh okay so i take them as soon as i can you know because they last several years 
So, you know, if, I, if I'm due to take some jabs, I'll get them as soon as I can. Um, I never leave anything to the last minute, last minute with that type of thing because I did that with my first ever trip to EBC. And when I arrived at my GP's office, they honestly told me that someone had left the fridge open and the vaccines were dead. So um, I, did, I ended up going um, without some of the vaccines that I wanted, which is not advisable. Um, so now I always go to Nomad Travel Clinic. They're super helpful. They're super knowledgeable. They know about things like the use of Diamox for altitude. Yeah. They know about things like what certain, like, you know, you know, like uh, stomach bugs you might pick up in whichever country. So now we always have what I call the Brad Pitt kit. And um, they always prescribe, uh, I always get one of them. They've got antibiotics in there for the stomach as well. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, as soon as you can, now, today, go and get them done. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Um, just going through, uh, a few people mentioned, um, I don't know if you covered this already, but uh, around using um, a Schiphol Airport, I think, which is in Amsterdam, uh, basically going to, uh, for your trek. Yeah, we, I've heard really good things of it. I, I've um, I've been there a couple of times. Um, I know it's very, it's a lovely airport, but a lot of, it's very similar to, say, uh, Istanbul, Paris, um, you know, you've got uh, Qatar, Doha, you know, it's kind of like a middle ground, really. So you could stop there and switch your flight because there's no direct flights to Nepal um, that we know of. It's, uh, obviously, it's quite far away, but um, yeah, uh, it's definitely a good uh, good airport to use. Um, just looking at, uh, so <laughs> Jerome's asked, do you need a poem, Yeti? Jerome, you can keep writing poems, mate. I love your poems. I love your songs. Keep them coming. Um, why not? You can uh, you can be a, a poem yeti. And you've asked about can you gift your your two hundred and fifty pounds uh, discount? Um, yes, hundred um, percent. I know you're off to the US next year, um, but yeah, if you want to give it to one of your mates, Jerome, that's great. Um, you know, share the love, um, and we'd love to, to help that person on their journey. Um, Surely so, yeah. that would be the bard yeti. Anyway, not the poem yeti. It would be the bard yeti. Oh it? yeah, it would be the bard. Yeah, uh, Jerome the bard. There we go. Yeah. Um, if we had a sword, we'd certainly say you are a bard. You're knighted. There we go. Yeah. Exactly. Um, quick question. What's going yeah. on now? So Camilla Field, I believe you've had a bit of advice of this from the guys. Uh, what sleeping bag to recommend for EBC? Any recommendations? So both me and Andy use the um, the Rab Ascent 700. And that one? Yeah, nice. Yeah, which, yeah it's, it's still firing on all cylinders, mate. Um, yeah, so that's a really good sleeping bag. I've used it on EBC loads of times. I've used it on Kilimanjaro in February when it was pretty cold. I've yeah. never really felt like I've wanted one that was warmer than that. Uh, maybe on the odd night, you know, I've like put the down jacket on just to, as I get in to warm up and then take it off within five minutes. Um, so that's the one I would start with and then look for any that's equivalent to that. So you're looking at sort of three to four season, probably leaning towards the four. Yeah. Um, however, you if you go into Nepal with us, um, we do give you free rental of a down sleeping bag. Yeah. Um, that's a four season bag rated for going on trekking at EBC. If you go to Killy, you can rent one for a few dollars um, for the for the whole trip. And again, it's four season purpose for you know going up Kilimanjaro to keep you warm. So yeah, all good. Nice. Um, yeah, Lee Lee has asked um, around planning flights for Killy in October. Is it normal there are two stopovers going? Uh, I even saw a few flights had three. Yeah, sometimes. Um, I mean, I've I've caught flights with two or three stopovers. You know, look, it's probably not the most ideal situation. Um, you know, if you can get one that's just one stopover, that's what I would advise you, you look for. They might be a bit more expensive. The cheaper flights generally do have more stops for some reason. They're just trying to fill flights. Um, you know, the, the flights might be a little bit empty, but there are risks sometimes that then if they are less and there are not many people on there, they might cancel the flight. So, yeah, if you stick to the one, 
that has one um, ch- uh, stopover, generally they will run. Um, you know, I've, I've flown in, uh, you know, planes with there's like probably less than 25% people on there, um, which is great because you can have a whole row to yourself <laughs> um, <clears throat> without paying for um, a business class, which I know Dave absolutely loves. Ruin flying for you, Dave, isn't it, business class? It has wrecked flying for me. Yeah. <laughs> lucky enough to do it. Lucky enough to do it twice in my life. And, yeah. you know, if you go into a plane and you turn left, you're entering a whole new world. <laughs> just luxury and comfort. It's nice. To be honest, though, I don't even care about the food. I don't care about the yeah. free champagne and the hot nuts, the bottle of whiskey, the free breakfast, the coffee to take with me. It's the bed. It's the being able to stretch out that gets me. I, I, would, yeah. I would quite happily go without a single bit of food the whole flight if I could have a bed. But, um, yeah, what am I? Spoiled <laughs> Uh, you know, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Shona has asked, uh, "What's the food yes. situation in Ecuador?" Um, and then, uh, you know, lots of food restrictions. So wondering if this is even an option for me without causing a major yeah. headache. First of all, there's no headache that's too major that I wouldn't want to take you on a trip, Shona. Uh, but secondly, no, I believe they can account for most things. Yes. Um, if there's anything specific that you feel you need in order to supplement your diet, as always, you know this. Take it with you. Um, uh, but also if you were to let me know on an email exactly what the situation is I'm sure we've been through this with your EBC trip but always good to remind me um, and I'll double check with our team over there just to be 100% sure uh, but to answer your question now I'm I'm 99% certain that we can accommodate almost any um, sort of food intolerance and things like that because um, you know those things exist over there too the guides are really well trained and as long as they yeah. know about it beforehand so they can make sure there's no cross-contamination and the food is right for you, that should be fine. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, although it's new to us, uh, this this new trip in Ecuador, you know, the guys over there have been doing it a long time, um, you know, so they do cater for this. They have some clients from the U.S. already, um, you know, many clients from the U.S. Um, and, yeah, they're, they're very well looked after. So, yeah, that we um, as, you, as you know, we like to choose our, um, the people we use very carefully. Uh, but, yeah, these are great team. Um, and one Carlos, who's our kind of equivalent of um, of like a news really on the ground over there. Um, you know, he's he's a great guy, uh, and he kind of manages everything over there for us. Um, and yeah, Ecuador is yeah, we're super excited. I, you know, I can't can't wait to start running trips over there. You know, as soon as we're allowed. And um, you know, the great thing is as well, even though you've gone out there to do these mountains, if you're going all that way, you know, because we we'll do some hopefully some add-ons for it. There's so much to do there you know outside of the trek inside obviously we, we do we are quite niche you know we do stick to the high altitude um but if you're there and you can you know go and see other things out there then it's fantastic um so yeah i uh, hope that uh, helped a little bit shona um i think david as well just while, while, while on that subject uh, you asked about the great wall of china trek yeah there's um i mean yeah if you've been if you've been with us uh, a long time you know that we, we kind of do stick to high altitude essentially or very remote places I'd say, like, I'm not sort of putting the Great Wall of China down uh, anyway, but lots of people I spoke to were a bit underwhelmed by it, uh, I think, in terms of they went there and, you know, it's because it's split in sections. They were telling us that you kind of hike for like a day and then you drive and then it's another, you know, it's very different. And it might be different depending on what company you go with. We, It's not something on our list at the moment. It's not really our bag. You know, it's not high altitude. It's not mountainous. Um you know, we are quite sort of niche. If it's mountains, if it's altitude, if it's cold, if it's challenging, we're going to do it. Um, yeah, but it's not quite on our agenda, mate. But uh, I'm sure there's companies out there. Um, 
but yeah, if you want to come on the, the challenge and stuff, mate, come with us. But yeah, uh, you know, have a little Google and see see what's available out there, Dave. Yeah. Um, you know, or you can come with us to the Ring of Fire Trek, mate. That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, drop us a message. You got any questions, Dave? We'd love to hear from you. Awesome, awesome. So having a quick look now. Let's have a quick look. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. Oh, Neil Giles, what is the two hundred and fifty pound voucher? Must have missed this. So is it for the competition winner? So. Um, initially, it was sent to, you know, those that entered the competition as a way of sort of just, you know, giving everyone um, a result. Um, but to be honest, if you want to use it, that's great. Um, just so you can. You haven't got long. You've got until, what is it, 11 o'clock tomorrow, and Is that right? 11 p.m.? Uh, 11.30, yeah. Just to, 11 yeah, get yourself in. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So if you did want to use it, uh, just to remind everyone, Killy runner-up gives £250 off. Um, you know, any other time without that code, you know, yep, the trip's 250 quid more expensive. Um, and then we also have monthly 100 as well. So if you sign up to a monthly plan, you'll get an extra 100 off. So, Neil, if you, may, if you want to book it and you want to make use of it, um, you've got until 11.30 tomorrow. Otherwise, the price goes up, I'm afraid. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, Sue was asked. Um, Sue, Susie Bradley. Hey, Sue. Uh, do you guys recommend any altitude courses? I've experienced altitude sickness twice and I want to avoid it on EBC. Yeah, it's, it's a big question. Um, I suppose the the quick one, and I I, I want to try and you know, do this justice, is that any time you, you go to to altitude is the first time, essentially, um, you know, you, you've got to go through that same acclimatization process. Um, and it can be different any time. So if you if you've had altitude sickness or you you know, we get guys who have been there, you know, half a dozen times and then they'll get altitude sickness. It can be, um, you know, hit or miss. But if you do, you know, you take it slow, you drink plenty of water, um, you, know, you look after your body and you you keep the, the positive mind. Um, you know, normally that'll be fine. I mean, I'm not sure if you used Diamox before. That has helped a lot of people who have had altitude sickness um, and it's alleviated those symptoms and that's helped them reach their goal. Might be something to think about. I'd also... I mean, if you book with us, Sue, sorry if um, um, I know you're, you're booked in for EBC there. Definitely, um, you know, the, the, the guys at the Altitude Centre in London, they do, you can go down there and I'm not saying you need to do this. This is something that's a nice to have. You know, we always say that you stick to the tried and tested, you know, you prepare your body before, you you manage your body there and you keep the positive mindset. But the Altitude Centre, you know, they can simulate altitude so you can see how you feel. The thing is, is that, Although that might, uh, for a short period of time, as soon as you're out of that chamber, you're going to be feeling better again because you're breathing normal, normal air. Um, you know, so it, it doesn't really suggest if you're going to be uh, susceptible to altitude. That being said, I know the guys there, um, you know, they do take a scientific approach to it. And, you know, they might be able to offer you, um, you know, some advice on it. Or, um, you know, they do, because if you do go on the machine, they can see sort of your oxygen levels and, and how your body reacts to it. It might be that you might be susceptible to altitude. Some people are, but it's like a, it's like very rare, but it does happen. Um, you know, some people aren't meant to be at altitude. That being said, I'd like to help you get there. Um, you know, I know you're already booked in. Um, I think, you know, if you want to try and, and and take take your head on and do those things we mentioned there, so prepare your body before, do what the guide says, drink heaps of water. Maybe if you wanted to try Diamox. Um, obviously, we do suggest, you know, speaking to a, um, whether it's a GP or a health clinic before you start taking that. But our guides do carry it. So if you are struggling and, you know, you, you need Diamox, then our guys can can give that to you. Um, yeah, I'd love to help you, Sue. I mean, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it, Dave? I know you've never had altitude sickness and then 
you had some symptoms on Killy. It just hits you out of nowhere sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I've done EBC quite a few times, you know, yeah. no problem on Calipatar, totally fine. And then, yeah, just on Killy for whatever reason, um, like everyone acclimatizes a little bit different each time they go to yeah. altitude, you know, and sometimes you can have a little bit of a rough time with it. I mean, I, I took Diamox. It was largely because, you know, I did, uh, like, why not? You know, like, I knew yeah. it was safe. I knew that I would not have any problems with it. I knew the guys were there to look after me. And I just thought to myself, like, I'm just going to start taking it now yeah. in case things get, you know, worse. You know, I don't know whether they would or wouldn't. But my advice is, you know, like like Andy said, you know, there's a lot you can do to kind of, um, you know, to look after yourself and to acclimatize whilst you're on the trip. And that's the best way to do it. All our trips are designed to get you from sea level to the summit of Kili, sea level to yeah. EBC, with no prior preparation in, in, you know, at home. You know, that that's yeah. the main goal. And that's how I've done all of my trips, how Andy's done all of his. There, there is some things you can do. I mean... I, I firmly believe that whatever, like peace of mind is, is is big, you know, so yeah. if you've got peace of mind and you're not worried, like worrying and stressing and monitoring every little thing, you know, if that makes you feel better, great. If it doesn't, then don't do it. Just go and, yeah. you know, listen to your guide. But um, yeah, yeah. Max you know, actually just commented, may as well mention it. So I mentioned I use yeah. Nomad. He said that he just received his Diamox from Nomad. If you go to with Evertrek, you get a free consultation and then 10% off um, yeah. any of the medication that you buy. Um, so he's actually benefited from that as well. So that's awesome. That was helpful, mate. Um, yes, yeah, Sue's replied as well. No worries, Sue. Yeah, I hope that helped a little bit. And uh, yeah, we'll get you, get you there, mate. We'd love to. You know, it's going to yeah. be a great trip. So let's keep the positive mindset. Let's uh, drink plenty of water, have fun, um, and you'll yeah, you'll have a great time out there. Yeah. Um, just slow. Yeah, bistari, bistari, or poorly, poorly. Uh, if you've been on Kili, um, it yeah. sounds like you've been on Kili there. Um, yeah, Kavith yeah, has, has asked. Um, Few people have got the app uh, talking about uh, Vamoose, which we launched quite recently. Um, David, I, I believe you booked on, I think you booked Killy yesterday, didn't you? Um, so, yeah, I think you've booked for 2023. So, we've, we're trying to roll out all of 21 and 22 first, um, just because those are people's trips uh, are uh, sort of before yours. But, yeah, uh, 2023, we're not a million miles away, especially on Killy. Um, and you'll have access to our app. It's brand new. We haven't really sort of added it to the website or things yet. Um, we're going to be doing that in due course. But, um, yeah, it's something, uh, it's, you know, it's an additional thing. It's useful. Um, actually, it's, 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 you haven't got to pay for this. It's um, you, know, you get the access and it's more info just for your preparation of the trip. Because we're, you know, although we you book with us and you go in on a trip and, you know, you kind of, it's all about the trip. Thing is, you're not going until 2023. Um, and that's why we do kind of things like this and, um, you know, we have like, uh, you know, the app, we have the planners, we have the training weekends. Our job really is to make sure that you're as prepared as you can be before you arrive, you know, and that's that's our goal. Um, you know, if we can help you even just a little bit before you arrive, that's our goal. And um, then when you get on the trip, you know, and that's all covered uh, and you're on your trip, mate, um, you know, you're going to have an awesome time and you're going to be successful. So, yeah, David, um, yeah, uh, definitely, mate, you can have the app. I know a lot of people are looking forward to using it. We've had great feedback on it. It's great to see people sharing it as well because you've got a little countdown timer on there for your trip. Um, yeah, so not, not too far away, mate. Not too far away. Awesome. Uh, right, Dave, how are we doing? Actually, James got a question, Dave. He's fired this at you. And it's about boots, Dave. So I know, you know, we can have a live all about this. Oh, right, um, yeah, what's he said? Um, have you seen boots from Keen called the Ridge Flex? I haven't seen them, no. I'm going to make a note of it and have a look. I, I, I have a pair of Keens. The, is it the Craig? Craig? Um, uh, yeah. 
yeah, which are which are pretty good, pretty good. Um, a little bit high for me those skins, but I wear them like when I'm out in sort of Brecon and the weather's terrible, you know, because they're really good waterproof ones. But the uh, Ridge Flex, I? I will check them out, and then hopefully next Tuesday we can discuss them. <laughs> nice, very good. Well, look, um, we're coming towards the end now, and yeah, thanks for all your questions, guys. Um, if there's any, I'm going to go back through, and if there's any specific ones, I'll, I'll, I'll get in touch, uh, ping you a reply. Um, but yeah, thanks for for joining us again. Hope it's yeah. been useful. You know, discussing, you know, when we'll we'll be able to travel again, when we'll be able to fly again. Um, hope we've answered some of your questions around it, and hopefully. We'll have some more updates for you over the next, uh, you know, couple of weeks. Hopefully, Bojo um, will have some updates for us in terms of the traffic light system. Um, I know a few of you seem to be quite clued up with that. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah. do some Googling. Yeah, maybe I've missed it in the news. But, um, yeah, certainly from a travel perspective, super positive. We can't wait to get back to the mountains, uh, which we will do. It's just, uh, <clears throat> yes. Yeah, just a matter of time now, just a matter of time. I think Andy has said it's snowing in Darlow. Yeah, it's stopped here now. It's stopped here. But, um, you know, we can always switch it back on. You know, I've got a nice little button here where we can finish off going. Here we go. We can finish the live in snow. Here we go. Brilliant. Brilliant. In <laughs> April. <laughs> well, then, um, Neil, I'm glad you um, popped your cherry today, mate. Um, you said about you're uh, not a Tuesday virgin anymore. Um, yeah, great. No. I, hope you, I hope it was useful. Um, and, yeah, we will see you all next week. No, awesome. See you guys. Bye. See you guys. Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was something a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune-in, but I hope yeah. you enjoyed it. I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, Ant. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks. Now, if, uh, if you've enjoyed it, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, all these uh, podcasts we put together, the episodes, trying to reach as many people as possible. And if it's helped you, leave us a lovely review. Um, and yeah, we'll see you again next week. Yeah, all the best, guys. Bye.